Part of the tourism experience in the southwest of Western Australia is the local food and beverages. I'm with uh, Paul Hintum from Runamuck Cidery in Capel. G'day, Paul. Hey, Barry, how are you going? Good. Now, tell us, how did you get into cider making? I sort of fell into cider making after being diagnosed with celiac disease, which is a, a um, autoimmune disease brought on by gluten. Uh, so, unfortunately, I had to give up drinking beer, which was... Uh, quite hard at the time so I went looking for an alternative found out that cider was gluten-free went searching for ciders um, and all the commercial ciders that I tried were either too sweet or too chemically for me so we started making it at home just home brewing and in the end it turned out I was making more for my family and friends than I was for myself so we upgraded a bit and here we are that's a great story and your your background's an engineer so uh, you're putting those skills into use yeah, I've, well, I started my processing journey, I guess, back in the Navy as a marine engineer and then carried on through working oil and gas and mining and uh, other process jobs. And everything to do with those processes is quite easily carry, carried over into brewing or you know, starting your own business, although you're dealing with your own money and not other people's, <laughs> which is a different story. Tell me about that one. <laughs> now... You're actually making cider with local apples. So much of the commercial uh, corporate cider is made out of concentrate from Good Big Anywhere. So tell us about that process. Yeah, we started off um, looking for a local orchardist around Donnybrook, obviously Donnybrook and uh, Manjimup, you know, being the, the heart of the orchard country in, in WA. And certainly we, we came across Orchard 160, Sam and um, Torino. Had a look at their fruit absolute first quality even their seconds as first quality beautiful beautiful fruit so we started dealing with them in small batches and um, we've we still hold that relationship now so we've extended that to other growers around um, Donnybrook area and we sort of fall down to manage them up if we need to boost it up so all local apples all our ciders 100% apple juice we don't add concentrates or extra sugars and we don't water them down to knock the alcohol content down so it's true craft cider probably how it was done 200 years ago but probably a little bit cleaner. What's the, the story behind the name Runamuck Cider? Well Runamuck initially started while we were trying to find a name for the for the cidery and we were sitting around and I had a look down at my boat and my boat is actually called Runamuck. We bought Runamuck up in Port Hedland about 10 years ago and we thought Runamuck and it just flowed off the tongue Runamuck, Runamuck Cidery, Runamuck Brewing, it sounded good. Then we started to look into what actually Runamuck means and it's sort of to, to stick it up commercialism, if you like. How we saw it was that I couldn't find a cider that suited me as a commercial cider. So I had to make my own, but I made my own out of apples. Funnily enough, it tasted like apple cider. Then that became, well, why don't the commercial ciders do that? Well, obviously they can't do that because of the million litres that they're putting out every month. They can't afford that many apples or they can't find that many apples. So, you know, they... they they dumb it down by using concentrates and sugars and water, colourings, uh, food colours, the works. So with Runamuck we thought, no, we'll keep it honest. And we sort of went along the Banksy line as well, where he is sort of sticking it to society as a, as a just testing the norms, you know. The, things aren't normal. They don't have to be as put, a, put forward to you. So Runamuck was the same. Runamuck is not a normal cider. It's not a some of these or one of the other commercial ciders that you're going to drink. It's different. So we're sort of running a mark and we're anti-establishment. We say we're anti-establishment on our, on our uh, website, 
and it's not anti-establishment as such that we're against the laws of our society, just anti-establishment that you don't have to settle for what you're being thrown in your face every five minutes. I love that. I think maybe we should call our radio Run Amuck Radio because we're providing a voice for community and small business and talking to people you won't hear in the commercial media. Yeah, absolutely. We're not big news. It's interesting what you say because the same thing's happening with beers, isn't it? There's a whole craft beer movement and uh, they're sort of uh, taking on the establishment, you might say. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The craft beer industry in Australia is... um going ahead leaps and bounds not just in Australia worldwide and the guys that are making the craft beers now are doing some really really adventurous and different things you know and they're using different um, ingredients to get different flavors and they're bringing back a lot of the old style beers which have disappeared because you know your commercial breweries they just want to put out a lager and a whatever whatever they're putting out and that's the norm but the guys that are the the microbreweries are contesting that and they're, they're testing those boundaries and to the stage where when a microbrewery gets too big and too popular it gets bought out by the commercial breweries um, and they use that name and they use their products it's a double-edged sword I guess you know you can you can be offered four or five million dollars for your brewery and sell out or you can hold on to it and just stay true to the cause like Coopers and and the like you know they're a commercial brewery but they're a family-owned brewery that's been doing it for, you know, a couple hundred years. It always amuses me that Australians are very patriotic when it comes to sport, but we need to encourage a bit more patriotism to, uh, when it comes to buying their beers. And uh, if you buy a beer from a, a local craft brewer rather than a multinational, all that money's staying home as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're not lying in the coffers of the Belgium or Japanese oligarchs of the uh, brewery industry. Sure, when you're watching, like I follow Rugby Union, I'm a Wallaby supporter. You know, I'd rather be toasting the Wallabies with a Runamuck or, you know, a craft beer that's made by, you know, John down the back here, as opposed to standing there with a VB or a, a Foster's saying, yeah, good on you, go, go, go. It should be more patriotic towards local content and local uh, produce. That's great, Paul. And Tourist Radio, we've got a page on the Tourist Radio website for microbreweries. On that page, we're linking to all sorts of microbreweries in WA. To, to be on that page, I've got to be able to talk to the business owners. I'm not interested in these big corporate guys either. Paul, you go to a lot of the markets, but you also have your cider at a number of commercial outlets. Yeah, that's right. Um, we do the markets primarily because we don't have a cellar door. So the best way we can judge how our site is being received by the public is to go out and meet the public. You know, funny thing, isn't it? So we do that. We do a lot of festivals during the festival season. We do beer festivals and we do um, um, all the local festivals around here, the Harvey Show, Brunswick, uh, Donnybrook and the like. And that's the best way for us to gauge how we're going. It's also good to talk to the, the local people and, and just get them aware, make them aware that, yeah, there is another cider, there is another alternative. Um, same as breweries, you know, there's other brewers out there that you can try. You don't have to be corralled into going down the commercialism road. There's plenty of options out there. It might be a little bit dearer, maybe it is, but, um, you know, with our ciders, you're getting 100% apple juice, whereas in a commercial cider, you might be lucky to get 35%, and the rest of it could all just be additives and concentrates and whatever they use. Um, so you're getting more value for money. So it's, uh, it's about quality. Down, down on price tends to be down, down on quality, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. At least with us, you know, if you're having a, a run of cider, all you're putting into your body is apple juice, not everything else that they don't have to put on the can. 
So you also do kegs? Yeah, we do a range of kegs. We do 50 litres to 30 litres and 19 litre corner kegs if people want to come by the cidery and get them filled up. We're on tap at the Margaret River Brewhouse. They've been very good to us. They've been very supportive. But then again, they're a, a local microbrewery as well, you know, so good on them uh, for looking after us and we look after them. Uh, they've got our sweet cider on tap down there. We've been down there for probably going on two years now. Also, we're on tap at the uh, Burger Babies in Margaret River. They have our medium dry on tap. We're on tap in uh, Clancy's Fish Pub in Perth um, and a couple of other venues up there where our distributor takes us in and out of. Hard to get on taps because, once again, most of the pubs are owned by the commercial breweries and they put their own taps in there and all their beers on there are commercial beers and it's very hard. We are on rotating taps if we are um, on those, those commercial premises. So if you happen to have a pub and looking for something different, uh, give Paul a call. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and you won't be you won't be disappointed. Out once our cider goes on tap, um, it's nice in a can, but anything draft is way nicer. <laughs> I'm talking to Paul Hinton from Runamuck Cidery in Capel. Paul, earlier you mentioned the graffiti artist Banksy. Tell us more about him. Yeah, Banksy is a, um, a graffiti artist in in England, quite notable. He's more of a, an artist. Truth, truth be told, and he tags a lot of buildings, and his his buildings now they sell for you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. But anyway, when we first started Runamark, the term the the agents we were using thought that maybe having us as taggers and having us tagging over the top of established cideries posters would be good. It'd be like sticking it up the the uh, commercial boys, you know, sort of thing. And if there's a, a poster of a commercial cidery, tag over Runamark over the top. So that's where our first sort of advertising went that way, and that's why some of our old our truck looks like that now. It looks like, you know, Runamuck's written there and it's all dripping sort of paint. People said, well, it looks a bit, looks like, you know, a bit of like blood, and it looks a bit macabre. So then we changed our tact. We went with another guy, Jared from Zendoki um, in Perth, in Fremantle. Zendoki have done a really good job for us. And we, we kept the Banksy scenario with the anarchy sign on our runamuck. And we went with a young artist that he found in Mexico who had a piece of art online. And it was quite striking. And we thought, yeah, he got on to him and he said, listen, I've got a commission for a, a cidery. Would you be interested in, um, in putting some, some posters, some artwork together for us? So he came back with three. And he came back with, with our scoundrel. So we do three ciders. We do a scoundrel dry a medium dry grifter and a peddler suite and the scoundrel on our artwork is an actual wolf head so this guy coming from south america he's used the um the south american death mask scenario as opposed to what we were looking for with banksy with the the standard masks and he's incorporated a wolf's head over a skull with the wolf actually stealing the apples and running and he's running away so he's a bit of a scoundrel the grifter has got the same guy with a different face he's actually getting shot at because a grifter's like a, a con man, two-faced. So he's actually getting shot at by arrows and there's arrows being split in the same sort of scenario. And our peddler, because she's selling her apples, she's a sweet little girl, but she's still got the death mask, but she's got a nice girl's mask on front with the death skull behind. And she's actually got a bag of apples on her back and she's selling them. So she's our peddler. So this is what this guy came up with. And then the colours he was using was so vibrant we got on to um, A1 Signs in Bunbury and they've done some fantastic posters and artwork for us to bring all that to life. And, yeah, it looks really good. Um, 
and quite everybody comments on it. It's you know it's quite striking. It's a great story, Paul. So if people want to get in touch with you, Paul, what's the best way? Uh, the best way is through our info line, actually, on um, through our webpage. Uh, it's info at runamuckcider.com.au. Runamuck Cider is based in Capel, so like anything you hear about on Tourist Radio, if you go to touristradio.com.au forward slash Capel, there'll be a link to the Runamuck Cidery. Been terrific talking to you, Paul. Oh, thanks, Barry. It's good to see you.